Man versus Marriage, episode two. We're going to start with a little bit of recap, okay? Um, all right, Rita. So I wanted, I thought it was necessary, you know, coming into episode two to kind of recap what we talked about before. Because, you know, it's always great to, to give information, to give homework, and then... Uh, and then, like, if, they're, if, if the guys listening are anything like me, they're going to take all the information they learned, and they're going to go try to throw it on everybody. Right. So, this is a public service announcement <laughs> for man versus marriage. All right, guys, check it out. We gave you some really great tools to start developing yourself, okay? Um, number one, great, take the tools apply them to you. Okay. Apply them to what you do. Let make yourself like a prototype and start testing them out. Okay. If, if you get into the habit of like me, I'll listen to some new, uh, keto, some cutting edge ketogenic information, and I'll try to go right there. I'll just run over to my wife. I'll start giving her the download of all the information. And then she looks at me like with, a, with that deer in the headlights look like, why are you even telling me this? So I think what's important is to take what we gave last episode and start to apply that to yourself. Figure out what that looks like for you mm-hmm. before you go out and try and get your friends or your kids or your wife. You kind of just, I don't know, you know how you learn something new and now you think you know everything and right. then you kind of go out and, and vomit it all over everybody. Okay, well, maybe that's just me, but that's how I do it. Because I, I love to coach and, and, and teach and train and inspire people. Right. But I've learned there's a, there's a whole lot of, um, there's a lot of maturity that comes along when you go, hey, I'm going to see how this works for me. I'm going to test this out for me. So instead of uh, the next time my wife and I get in an, get in an argument, um, I'm not going to shout at her, hey, stop fighting to be right. Start fighting for what's right. Okay, well. I have to take that myself, (laughs) see what that looks like before I share that or before I try to cast or thrust that upon her, if you know what I'm saying. So I just thought it would be really important for us to uh, put that disclaimer out there, if you will. Uh Don't take this advice or don't take the homework or the tools we're giving you and immediately trying to run out and and impose those tools on other people. Start at home. Start inside. Start working with yourself. That's great advice. Thank you. <laughs> yes. That's great advice. Okay. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get into a bit of a recap. Um, I want to make sure that, that you know, I, thought, I, I, didn't, I didn't really catch it when you said it um, during the show as much, but after the show, uh, I kind of put out a, a couple of your Rita-isms. Um, before you got to them in your notes. Uh-huh. Uh, so I was very proud of myself as your willing Padawan, oh <laughs> Jedi of marriage. Um, so I just wanted to have you recap a little bit uh-huh. about last, last episode, and then we can kind of start working into uh, what we're going to talk about today. Okay. Last episode, um, looking back, it is... When you come to that understanding of taking responsibility, it is such a willingness on your part. Um, I know when you were sharing your story about you coming the first time to come sit down and coach with me, there was such a willingness and openness to um, 
to listen to what had to be said, to take what it was that I was giving you and really applying it. If you're listening to these podcasts and you're hearing things, sometimes it's so hard to stop and take responsibility because you are so hurt. Mm -hmm. And what we tend to do when we're hurt is what I was sharing with you earlier is that we become the victim. Yeah. So whenever we become the big victim of our circumstances, the victim of whatever it is that has happened to us in our marriage, then what happens is we have the inability to take responsibility because all we're doing is pointing fingers. It's he who made me do this, or it's she who made me do this, or it's because of this and because of that. So then we just pretty much throw the victim card out there and we're not willing to come out of that identity that we've personally taken on as being the victim yeah. of, of, you know, whatever, like I said, um, at the last episode, I don't know everybody's situation. I don't know everybody's story or journey. And I want to be sensitive to that. But in the same token, uh, truth is truth. Right. And um, that's what it is that I want to portray. And that's what it is that I want to get out there is to see truth. Yes. And it's to see it in the light of what it is and how it is that you see, and let's just have a conversation in regards to that. So that, you know, just, just going back from the last episode, you know, is just really, um, checking yourself to see, am I throwing that victim card down? Because if you are, you won't take responsibility for anything and it will always be someone else's fault and you will always be stuck in the same situation. It would just be a different day, a different year, but it's the same story. So as a guy, um, it's hard to even admit out loud that we could be a victim. We're too tough for that. Right. We're just way too tough. You, if I have, if I'm going to say I'm a victim, I have to give you my man card. I got to give it away. Right. Because there's no strength in being a victim. Mm-hmm. So if my question would be, and, and my question is this, what are, if we can come up with it here in the minute, because we're not rehearsing the show. No. You know, we're, when we lay this down, we're laying it down. Um, what are some reactions, if this question is not too hard, uh, or some sayings or thoughts or reactions, if you will, when a man is acting like a victim. Now, he may not know it, but he's acting like a victim. So how do we identify that, I guess I would say? A lot of times there's excuses for the reasons of their behavior. Okay. Um, it, it's interesting that you say it because everybody does have a different, a different definition for victim. How I would see it as, you know, as myself, um, I think it's played out differently because women are more emotionally wired. Uh, men are more analytical. So when you're saying playing the victim, it just comes out a little bit differently as a woman would be voicing it versus how a man would be versing it. Okay. So even though we, you might say, okay, that's really tough for a guy to say, you know, or admit that he's a victim, there might be other behaviors that he's doing it or other behaviors that are coming out that are showing, okay, he's being a victim to a circumstance. 
a lot of times it's not talking. It's playing the, you know, I'm not going to talk about this. We're not going to discuss this. It's disengaging from the whole conversation of, okay, what's going on in your marriage? Got it. So it's, it's, it's almost that victim mentality of I'm going to remove myself from the situation and I'm just going to hide out. Gotcha. That's gotcha. just, you know, kind of like one example I could yeah. give you. And I know it's a, I know it's hard if you don't, if we don't have an example here. So I appreciate you working through it. And, and I guess an example could be is if my wife and I there, if there's an issue where that we've talked about over the years. So years ago, years ago, uh, mine and Jeannie's plan was this. Okay, I'm a Bama boy. And I'm ashamed that, you know, basically two episodes have gone by and I haven't said Roll Tide yet. So Roll Tide, baby. <laughs> he got it in. I got it in, and I'll just keep getting it in. So here's what happened with our marriage in the beginning. In the beginning, um, we were going to get married in California and then immediately move to Alabama. Uh-huh. That was our thing. That was where we were going to go. Um, I made some terrible jokes about my wife because we didn't. We actually went to another set of counseling about this issue, and we sat in front of a pastor, and he said this. He said, and this affected me. I'm just thinking now. I acted like a victim. Oh, my gosh. It's all so clear You, you just have a different way of going about it. True. So here's what happened, okay? Um, she, she wouldn't move. She wouldn't move. And, I, and I'm like, I'm such a concrete guy. It's like, hey, am I going to have to move to Alabama without you? Because you said we were moving to Alabama. You know, you said this. Right. She doesn't have, she's not allowed to change her mind, right? I mean, right. Um, so we sat in front of this pastor and he said, okay, Quincy, let me get this straight. You um, want to take a girl who's grown up here her whole life. Her closest relationship is her mother. And you want to move her to a place where she knows nobody. She doesn't know anybody. And uh, you expected her to follow through with that. And I'm the kind of guy that's what I'm well, telling yes. you is I'm like, I, I'm like, yeah. He looked me straight in the eyes and said, are you stupid or something? And I was like, really? This is, you can't see, it's not a video podcast, but this is my face. (laughs) I thought to myself, yeah, I'm stupid for believing the woman I'm marrying. Right. I I was just young and didn't, didn't get it. So here's me being a victim. Okay. I, I totally get this. Hopefully I'm not wrong, but if I am, who cares? Anytime the subject of Alabama would come up. I would make fun of it. I would make fun of my wife and say, well, we can't move to Alabama because uh, your mama's umbilical cord can't stretch that far. Ooh. And that, that was me retaliating. Yes. In any, every argument was surrounded by not moving to Alabama. Right. And that was my way to lash out or to strike her um, because I was being a victim over it. Exactly. And uh, I would say, you know, you're, you're, uh, we lived at like K and division. I'm like, man, you, you're, you're in, your mama's umbilical cord only stretches from L8 and 30th West to K and division. Oh my That's gosh. all we can get. And uh, I, so I get it now. That's a prime example of how everything we argued about, the basis was we didn't move to Alabama. You did this to me. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Yep. It comes out just in different forms. It comes out in different... Um, you guys should see if you could only see Quincy's right now. 
<laughs> Too bad this isn't video. It's like he's having this moment with himself right now. Um, it, it does. It comes out in different ways. I think sometimes um, we have filters of how we see a victim. And a victim um, could be somebody who is, I don't want to be insensitive, but like someone who was um, beat up someone who was um, viciously attacked. Yeah. Um, these are different filters that we would have as what we would say um, to be a victim. Someone who, who got robbed, they came into their home and robbed them. There, there's just this um, stereotype of what we have as a definition for victim instead of looking at that, that the circumstances of, of what it is that you're walking through has victimized you yeah and your behavior your your um the words you use the way you treat people is all around that of i've been done wrong yeah so when you when you when you're when you do have that attitude when you do have that behavior what you've allowed yourself and what you have done is you've disempowered yourself like you've taken this point of being disempowered and you're saying i'm a victim of my circumstances i'm disempowered i can't do anything about it so woe is me yeah instead of looking at it and asking yourself how can i allow myself to be empowered in this moment that isn't very uplifting that you know it's like a really low point in my life and how am i going to find this empowerment that I can take from this and really grow from it and really expand myself in this. Yeah. And it's, it's really trying to find something somewhere that, that would empower you to rise above the circumstances, to rise above being the victim of it. Right. Because what happens is, and this is my own experience. Um, and I have to stop qualifying all these things. Um, saying it's my experience, it's this, it's that. It, mm -hmm. it is what it is. But if you if you don't confront these places where, yeah, you are a victim or you've got pain, they, it basically dominates your attitude towards the other people around you. Absolutely. Not to mention how you treat and think about yourself. Yes. Because I was, I, I it's so clear to me now Thank God my wife loves me enough and we're still together. Because, I, I mean, that is, that's a painful thing. I mean, it had to be horrible for her to commit to something mm -hmm. that was so big and she knew how big it was to me. I don't think she swindled me. I think she fully believed that, hey, I'm going to get married and then I'm going to move to Alabama. Right. And then she just couldn't go through with it. So instead of being a soft place to land for her and working on, you know, trying to work through that, I hammered her over it. So I made, I, I, I was making her feel just as bad as I felt. Exactly. That's what a victim does. Because I felt betrayed by that. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was young, immature, or immature, whatever it is. But it's, a, it's an aha moment for me now. Right. Um, and I hope by sharing, you know, all the stupid things I've done in my marriage, uh, there's plenty of great things that I've done that I'll be able to point to. But it's only through making the choice of the personal responsibility that we talked about. Right. Um, it's only through making that choice and that decision 
that I do have good things to talk about. Mm -hmm. And like I say, maybe, hey guy, listen, dude, bro, broham. <laughs> maybe your marriage is not good, but it's kind of crappy. You know what I mean? Maybe you're starting it crappy. The great thing is you, you can only go up from here. That's right. You know, you can only go up from here, but it ain't going to happen unless you commit to starting to change yourself and you don't have to broadcast it. When, when you're really in the thick of it, um, people are going to come to you and say, what's going on? What's mm -hmm. different about you? It takes time, but you got to be committed to that because my thing is I, I decided at some point, um, I just wanted to become a better man. Right. I was a pretty good guy already. I know I'm a, I know I was a pretty good guy because I was around some guys that were crappy. So I'd say, well, you know, and you kind of look at it and say, well, I'm not as crappy as that guy. Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted to be a better man. And in order to do that, I had to fix some things going on in me that I didn't know were, that were there. They had to be identified. Right. One of my biggest sayings right now is awareness can be used as a weapon for good or it can be used as a weapon for bad, whether it's against you or other people. And when I became aware that it was possible for me to change the way I thought and, and, and who I was and that I could actually be a better man, I could be a better husband, a better father, a better employee, uh, a better friend. Um, that really, that just, it, I exploded in that because, right. um, and it was a, it was a great explosion because when the dust settled, I saw what I had to work with, mm -hmm. you know, and it's a constant thing. It's like, if, if I'm up here saying I've got it all figured out, if you, if you are, if anybody says, I've got this marriage thing figured out, don't slap them in the mouth. Just walk away. <laughs> just walk away. Cause I've been going through this coaching thing for several years now. Okay. And I've been married going on 19. I don't know nothing. I think because marriage, it's constantly evolving as you are growing, as you are learning, as you're developing into who you are. I think, you know, um, I got married at 23. I am so different today yeah. than I am at 23. Um, I, you see life differently. Things are as you're evolving, what's important changes. Yeah. So as you go along in marriage, your marriage is constantly evolving. It's constantly, um, changing, renewing. You're learning about each other. Um, what I liked at 23 isn't what I like today at 53. It's, it's just, um, you have to be open to that, to think if you're going to be how you were in, your twenties is how you're going to be in your fifties. Wow. Um, that's all yeah. I have to say. Yeah. So, so it's being open to understand that your marriage will evolve. It is definitely going to, um, be different today than you were maybe two years ago, maybe three years, maybe five years. And you throw children into all of that mix too that changes a marriage. I mean, there's so many factors as, as you're living life and going through this journey of life that these opportunities, like, um, there's a quote from, um, John Maxwell that change is inevitable. Growth is optional. It, it it's like yes. seasons. You're, it's just going to change. Things do change and it's inevitable. 
But for us to grow, give for us it, in order for us to grow, we just have to be open to it and wanting to. True, and I think I think you make a great point because, and correct me if I'm wrong, in one way or another, your marriage is going to change. Yes, it's going to evolve, and you'll either get farther apart, mm-hmm. or you'll get closer together. I don't think there's any just remaining the same. Right. Because like you said, you, you're not the same person that you were. No. So unless you are, unless you take that personal responsibility and you become intentional with what you do in your relationships and your marriage, chances are you're growing apart. And that is not where I wanted to find myself. Right. I did not, I did not want to find myself. I didn't sign up in this marriage. You know, I, people would say all the time, because I'm a fun person. They would say, you must be the best dad ever. You are so much fun. And I had to look at myself and say, no, I'm really not a lot of fun. And we'll get into the reasons why I wasn't so fun Mm -hmm. um, later on, but I just wasn't fun. And uh, really it was because I was out chasing other things, um, looking for approval and accomplishments in the wrong place. Right. Um, so I, I, we, me, I hijacked this episode because (laughs) we, uh, we weren't supposed to go this direction, but I, I feel like it, it's been necessary for us to talk about this because, you know, you can drop bombs but you got to go back after the dust settles and see where you're at. So mm-hmm. it's like, look, we gave some heavy advice, right? In the last show there towards the end, we gave some heavy advice. Uh, you say something, she starts to snarl or cry or whatever that reaction is. Stop everything. What'd you hear me say? Exactly. Um, then you got to take it to the next level and you got to say, hey, I need to stop fighting to be right, start fighting for what is right. You know, it's going to take you a while. I, I haven't perfected those. I've been working on them for, uh, for, for several years here. I haven't perfected them. But I thought it was very important to recap those things. And I know I'm just getting to them now. Right. But uh, I thought it was important for us to recap that episode and kind of uh, flesh it out, as they say, you know, because you have the brilliant saying of what does that look like? Right. And it's important for us to show, to give examples. And plus, you know, you just kind of counseled me through that whole umbilical cord thing. I, th- I think it's important that we do get things like this out on the table. There, I mean, there's no, there's no shortage of episodes or topics that we have to talk right. about. Um, I mean, you could spend a whole lot of time. You could do a whole, what, six months on just taking responsibility. Yeah. Um, you know, your own self-development, taking a look at yourself, having self-awareness. I mean, you could spend episode after episode after episode in regards to the topic that we talked about, um, True. you know, the last episode. So it, it will happen that way that we will have to go back because you listen to it and you realize what it is that you said. And then you'll say, oh, I should have said this or right. I should expound on that or maybe I needed to clarify this. So... It is true. Well, a lot of my, when I went through the whole transforming of my own personal philosophy, um, you know, I'm obviously a huge Alabama fan, 
huge Nick Saban fan. And I would, uh, like, began reading his books, watching his press conferences, and the things that he would say, um, I said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that. And maybe it doesn't apply to football, but it does apply to me as a man or as a person or how I carry myself mm-hmm. or, or, or how I go about it. And it's like, you know, we don't care what our opponents do. We want to do what we do. Right. And we want to do it until we can't get it wrong. We don't want to do this until we get it right and stop. We want to do these things until we just cannot get them wrong. And, though, and some of those uh, pieces of that philosophy from Nick Saban, I took them and started to weave them in. And I, and I made my own, my own uh, changes. Or I, you know, I critiqued them and got them to the point where it would help me as a guy, as a husband, as a father, be intentional about how I live and operate, how I treat other people. Um, and that's the way I want to get with these things. You know, when my wife and I are in a heated argument like we were uh, yesterday, <laughs> um, I don't want to spend a ton of time analyzing. I want to spend a ton of time listening and formulating a response instead of reacting to her. Right. Because she doesn't see things my way. No. Yeah. I don't want to fight for you to see it my way. What I want to do is for us to be free to express how we feel, Mm -hmm. get it all out on the table. What's the deal breaker here? What's going on? Let's get it all out. So uh, we can come to an agreement. Right. And we can move forward in this process. And there's some times where it's like, okay, we got to stop here because we're not making progress. And I'm so frustrated. I want to rip my eyeballs out. So let's pause and let's come back to it. Um, so, uh, the homework from last week, yes. um, where you asked us guys to, um, get outside of your house, you know, close your eyes. Um, can you revisit that a little bit? Sure. Sweet. Sure. Did you have questions about it? I mean, was it something that you felt that needed to be elaborated a little bit more? Um, or you just want me to dig in a little bit deeper? Yeah, maybe just uh, just dig in a little bit deeper. Um, maybe you got some guys that heard episode one but didn't buy in. Okay. And I'm not necessarily asking you to sell them on it, but to just kind of revisit it because we've unloaded a lot of stuff on them in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I just I want to kind of refresh them a little bit and how to take the information from episode one, now episode two, and maybe kind of revisit that exercise. Okay. Is that, is that okay if we yeah. revisit it? Yeah. It, it, how I will do it, I'll use myself as an example. Perfect. Um, hopefully, you know, that might help. Um, because even though I've been coaching and, um, you know, just doing my thing coaching, I believe that for myself, um, I, I, I'm being coached because I believe that personally you need to constantly be growing and expanding. So I just believe in it. That's how much I believe in it. So that was a, um, while back, I want to say at least, gosh, eight years, nine years back, that was given to me as an exercise. Okay. And it was so powerful 
in my own life and the way that I viewed things and the way that I saw it, that it's just something that I implement with my clients because it was so powerful if you have the ability to do it. And it is truly standing outside of your house looking in, but it's setting aside all your emotions and your opinions and what it is that you think and feel. That's the hardest part to do. Right. And, um, you, like I said last time is that you might have to do it a couple times in order to get comfortable with doing that is setting your, your whole thought process aside. So doing it personally, um, my coach took me out to my front window outside looking in, just hearing her voice. What do you see? So the minute that I opened my eyes, what I saw was selfishness within our home. Hmm. So, so when you, when you hear that word selfishness, you're just like, wow, like, what do I do with that? Yeah. So there's a lot of things that are going to come up that you will see and you won't know what, what is it that I do with this now that I have this information? Where do I go from here? Right. Um, like I said before, you might see yourself when you open your eyes, you as a husband might see yourself as being disengaged. Well, how do I get engaged? Like, how do I get engaged again into this um, family unit? How, how do I go about doing all of this? So even though you have those moments of a realization of what's truly going on within your home, how am I going to maneuver myself through this? And it, and it took me a little bit to really um, digest that. Because, you know, no one wants to ever admit that you're selfish or that, you know, this is going on in our home. It, it, was, it was three things that I saw. I rem- it was selfishness, pride. There was another one. Gosh, I wish I could remember. I wish I could remember what it is. Maybe I will as, as, as time goes on. I'll um, remember what that last one was. But it was, it was the ability for me to see it. And really when you coach, it's not per se your coach has the answers. You really do hold the answers. That's right. You personally hold the answers. You know a whole lot more than what you're giving yourself credit, what you give yourself credit for. It's the coach's job to be able to pull that out of you. And that's what she was able to do was to pull that out of me and where this all came from. You get to the root, you get to the bottom of the issue. Yeah. You get to that and then we can start working from there and move up. And I think, I think that's a perfect analogy or illustration because when I coached uh, high school football, um, it's, it's one of those things where you as a coach, if your heart's in the right place, you you see the untapped potential yes. of the player you're coaching. Yes. And you'll coach and you'll say, hey, hey, get this, get that. I want you to do this. I want you to be this. It's like, where do I start? And it kind of feels like that's where, you know, the homework is. Um, where do I start? How do I look? 
You know, if you get there, you just imagine your front door. Just start with that. If you can start by seeing your front door, like you're looking into your house, that that's a place you can hold on to that. Mm-hmm. And then you can start to see where am I in this this family. Right. And 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 try not to try not to use your imagination to curb it to where you want it to be, but be open enough to deal with reality and where you are. Because unless you can live in that area of truth, like Bill says all the time, and you too, truth don't have feelings. Mm -mm. It don't have feelings. It just is. So let's get to the reality of where you are. Right. And then when you get some of that, hopefully uh, you heard in the first episode, get yourself a journal, a notebook or something. Start writing these things down. You want to journal it. Because someday... Dude, you're going to have a son or a daughter. Um, if you choose, you're going to have a grandson, a granddaughter. And these these journal entries actually will be something that you can use to mentor uh, those that come after you. Because it's a part of, once you get a, this becomes a part of you, you're going to want to give this gift to your legacy. Right. Um, so I don't think we need to change the homework for this episode. We're going to stick to the three things we've already given them, which is, what did you hear me say? (laughs) Stop fighting to be right. Start fighting for what is right. And get the exercise going. Get into this exercise. And before we wrap it up, I just want to make sure you know how to contact us. You can go email. You can go Twitter. And... uh, that's uh, email is probably the best way. You don't want to put the, these these questions out on Twitter per se because you might be emailing Coach Rita um, right. to say, "Hey, here's what I saw. What do you think about this?" So let's keep that exclusive um, to email there. So we can you Perfect. can reach out to us and we can reach out to you and uh, and we can help you. So the email man vs marriage podcast at gmail.com that's man vs marriage podcast at gmail.com let's get a place to work my radio voice in here <laughs> or our twitter handle is at m v s m podcast just like man versus marriage i think that's a great episode for today that's it i think we gave you guys a lot to work on and think hopefully about- uh Hopefully I've created a few more Alabama fans out there. If you're an Auburn fan and you're married, there's probably no hope for you. So I'm sorry. Just kidding. I love you. That's so bad. (laughs) I know it is, but it's so good at the same time. All right. Well, this is Man vs. Marriage, and we'll be back for another exciting episode in just a minute.